What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, we have an interesting uh, recap for you guys this week because this time I've got two different people joining me for this episode. The first uh, is a gentleman who has, he's been around for the classic uh, pay-per-view reviews, but he hasn't done any modern wrestling talk in a while. But uh, at the request of the ginger, he is here to join us this week. He's a uh, indie wrestling manager working up and down the East Coast. He's got uh, albums, cartoons that we have not 
not seen, but apparently are in the works. When they're going to show up, we don't know. Either way, we're glad to have him here on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only, Gator Ricky Ross. Hello. Okay. Gator, how you doing? I'm not pleased. You're not pleased? Were you not pleased with the clap? We gave you the clap. Yeah, we did. I appreciate the clap, but I am not pleased. Modern wrestling has gone to shit. Oh, boy. Okay, well, here we go. This is going to be interesting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, joining me as well is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dudes? Yes, it's me, the broke soldier, Zach Scott. Genuinely speaking, I'm not that broke. Okay, I enjoyed this card, Vinny. Did you? Yes, but apparently uh, somebody did not, and we're going to find all this out. So Yes, we are. All right, so we're going to we kick things off here on NXT. We got an in-ring segment with the, the new NXT champion, Braun Breaker, which this is an interesting thing, because before we get into this, I'm going to sidetrack here for a second. As you guys know, when Zach and I did the recap of WrestleMania 38, which came out uh, earlier today at the time that we're taping this, it came out earlier today. At the time you're listening to this, it came out yesterday. Um, We pretty much decided we were done with the main roster portion of WWE. We had pretty much washed our hands completely of that version of that part of the company because after what happened with Charlotte Flair and what happened with Roman Reigns and what happened with a few other things, we pretty much given up hope that WWE has any future. We were, we're, we're probably siding, we're basically siding with Desmond in that in five years, they're going to be, this, this company's going to be gone in about five years it, it, or that is going to become an entertainment company uh, and that's all it's going to ever be. It, re, the wrestling aspect is pretty much dead. But while we were boycotting the WWE, we discovered that Braun Breaker showed up on Monday Night Raw, so we had to go, obviously, go watch this, and Braun Breaker managed to defeat Dolph Ziggler to become the NXT champion. Now, some people think it's for goddamn ridiculous that he won it on Raw and not at Stand and Deliver. Some people say that it was better for him because more people watch Raw than NXT, so they thought maybe getting him on a title in front of the Raw the day after Mania made sense. I don't know. Gator, as as someone in the business, do you think it was logical for him to win at Raw, or should he won at Stand and Deliver? I mean, works um i I can see the logic both ways because i can see the logic of more people watch raw and see the casual fan does not have the cock no they don't they don't have the cock. No, they don't. So they don't go and they don't watch NXT. They don't watch and deliver and those type of things. So I think in order to generate interest, it works. But only if you're going to generate interest. Yes, I can agree with that. So uh, now, now with that knowledge, ladies and gentlemen, uh, which, by the way, it was a very good match. Uh, we cut to this in-ring segment. Breaker talks about how wild this weekend was. Half the crowd uh, chants, we want Ziggler. The other half chant, no, we don't. Uh, and they do not. Uh, Breaker starts starts to talk about the WrestleMania weekend, talking about inducting his... Uh, uh, not now. Hold on. No. We, we, need to, we, need to, we need to practice this. There was a group of marks the entire show that were making things difficult for anybody doing a promo. You mean how, like, someone right now is making things difficult for me to explain the segment? Correct. Thank you. So anyway, as I was saying, um, Braun Breaker's talking about the weekend where um, he's talking about his father and his uncle into the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, failing at Stand and Deliver, but then showing up on Raw and winning back the NXT title. All of a sudden, Imperium interrupts 
Thank God that doesn't happen anywhere else. And then uh, Gunter says, uh, Breaker's reign means nothing until he steps in the ring with the ring general. Uh, Breaker says if Gunter wants a shot, he can have it tonight. They pretty much have a stare down and make it clear they both want to kill each other. And then all of a sudden, the Kree brothers walk down the ramp and apparently they attacked... Eichner and Barthel. But I didn't know that because they went to commercial before they fucking did anything, which I thought was fucking weird. Gator, what are your thoughts on that in this overall segment? Okay, what happened between, because they didn't set that up well with the Imperium Creed Brother thing. Well, apparent, well, here's, well, the, well, the thing is they had a triple, that was just weird. Yeah, well, they had a triple threat tag match at Stand and Deliver with the two well, teams at MSK. But overall, how'd you feel about the segment? The segment itself was okay. I mean, it set, it set up our main event of the evening and that's about all it did all right it did not transition into the first match well all right zach how you feel uh i enjoyed the segment i did i did Braun breaker winning against Dolph ziggler on monday night world was kind of a shock but i enjoyed it he's just like i want it i'm here then uh gunta you know he should be called walter came out there it's like all right all right yeah you beat this guy beat that let's see if you can get in somebody with somebody like me with the uh, Kree Brothers attacking going to commercial, Gator is right. It did not set up for the uh, very first match. Yeah, I don't feel like this was something that even needed to happen. Why not just have Imperium stand in the ring, Braun Breaker, you know, leaving and stuff, and then have the Kree Brothers come out for the match? I thought that would have been a lot better. Uh, but overall, I did enjoy the promo. I like the fact that Gunter's trying to uh, stake his claim to the NXT title, which is the only other place he can go after beating LA Knight. Um, I was not, I'm a little shocked the match is happening tonight, you know, but then again, I don't know when the next uh, TakeOver pay-per-view is supposed to even take place. So I guess they got to have the match now because there's really no point bringing it anywhere else. But uh, on that note, we move on to our first official match of the evening. We have Imperium versus the Creed Brothers. Okay, I guess I'll go. Uh, I thought this was fantastic. No, I didn't. I didn't know I was supposed to go. I literally just. Said, Do we need to start this over again? No, I got it. It was. We're, we're working on on timing. Anyway, this match was um from what I saw of it because again the transition kind of cut us. We came in half cocked. Does that make sense? Yes. We came in. We came in half through this as it was in progress, and it was it was a good tag match, but it was nothing special. Does that make sense? Yeah. Zach, how'd you feel? It wasn't like other tag matches that we saw at WrestleMania weekend that involved a team named the Briscoes and another team named FTR. Anyway, I thought it was actually really, really good. I I did enjoy this highly. It wasn't what we like to call in the business now uh, the Sushi Set or the Spot Monkey Bullshit, but I thought it was great. And the winner, what the team. The right team won. Creed Brothers. Imperium put up a good fight because I said, you know, it's not the shitty. It was the good. Well, the thing is, I, these guys are already great tag teams. Basically, the match we got here was the match we should have got at Stand and Deliver. This is this is what should have happened. It should have been this match with this finish right here. The fact that the Creed Brothers are not the tag team champions right now is a travesty to tag team wrestling. It's, and it's an even bigger travesty who's holding the belts. But we'll get to that later. But right now, uh, these guys are two of the best tag teams in here. Freaking dominated, kicked ass. It was great. It was well done. They they, they wrestle. This is great. They're two teams who wrestle like a tag team. It's tag team wrestling done right with both these guys. They never disappoint. And in the end, um, 
They hit their finish on the Breeding Brothel for the win. But at one point, Eichner just walked out on the match. Yeah, I saw that. Gator, did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. It was, I, I just, I, like I said, this was, this was nothing special. But at least the Creed, I'm liking the Creed brothers. I, I've seen two matches of theirs. I'm sorry, three matches of theirs now. And they've got a solid little, you know, little thing going. They remind, they remind me a lot of Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. Yes, that's a very good comparison. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. Except for uh, Malcolm Bevins is not Kurt Angle, but that's okay. <laughs> Gunter can pretty much take that claim. But um but anyway, um like I said, love the match. Then of course after the match, as the creepers are celebrating, they get attacked by two masked men with chairs, who apparently are allegedly the guys who attacked the Creed brothers in the parking lot. That's what we were trying to figure out. Who attacked them? Uh, MSK was accused of doing it, uh Imperium was accused of doing it, the grizzled young veterans were accused of doing it, but it turned out to be the former NXT UK tag team champions pretty deadly. I don't know who the fuck they are. I don't either. Same. I don't know who they are. Don't know. Don't care. But they call themselves pretty deadly. And they pretty look. They they look pretty. The one guy. The one guy looks like the blonde that I. The blonde rat I fucked over the weekend. <laughs> I don't know. He looks like he. He looks like the guy from Die Hard with a Vengeance. God. No, he doesn't. He looks like um the girl from Harry Potter, Luna. No, actually, you know what? He looks like the doctor from Funny People. <laughs> he's. He looks like he's gonna be torturing. James Bond later. Yes. And and the I other one looks like and the other one looks like he's gonna make out with James Bond later. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so they're called Pretty Deadly, and they're former NXT UK Tag Team Champions. So I'm intrigued to see w- how they do. I know Zach, you were worried about them potentially being uh, spot monkeys. That's what they look like. I don't know, Gator. They look like spot monkeys to you. Fuck yes. Really? Oh my god, they look like spot monkeys. Okay. They also look like they cornhole each other. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we'll hopefully we'll hopefully we'll find out the spot monkey answer. I don't want to know the cornhole answer. D- d- I mean, I- they do. I'm not, I, I can I'm go. Not I mean, I'm not judging that they are, but I can go the whole rest of my life without ever yeah, knowing. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Okay, okay. I'm not judging. We don't judge. <laughs> you don't judge. Yeah, we're not judging. Uh, but on that note, uh, we move on. Don't to- judge. Yes. On that note, we move on to the uh, next segment here. We have the new NXT North American champion, Cameron Grimes. We don't talk about cornholes. No, no. <laughs> Hey, you telling this story or am I? Thank you. So, all right, thank you. So, uh, we have the NXT North American champion, Cameron Grimes. Grimes says he did what he promised. He stood on that ladder and pulled down the North American championship. And Grimes thought of his father and he said everything he gave to this business. Okay, I'm going to have, okay, before I even go any further with this, and maybe Gator, you know something I don't. Um, Who's his dad? Uh, Well, here's the thing. Cameron Grimes believe it or not is that you know he is a second generation yeah uh and I, I actually so i actually went online and i found out who his dad is so we'll get to that in a minute well his dad is tracy cadle yeah tracy cadle yeah who was a, a co-founder of omega yeah. um and apparently he was a former southeast all, wrestling all, promoter they're all friends with the hardys and shit okay um so yeah so apparently he said that um because omega omega is the place where matt and jeff both both started 
started and where they came up with their gimmicks, Willow and Surge. Yes, I, I know about that. I know about the Hardy's involvement with Omega. I just didn't know um, his dad was involved in that. But apparently, so he said, everything he gave to this business. And I was like, wait, what? You, you, you did, did they? I, I, I mean, I watched every vignette that Cameron Grimes had. Not once they talk about his dad being a promoter, a wrestler, Omega, anything. Like, um, if you're going to bring someone's dad in for a storyline and they were in the business, here's a bright idea. Give us a history lesson. We need a fucking history lesson. Yeah, we need a fucking history lesson. God damn it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Leonard Skinner, damn it. So anyway. Uh, all right. So he talks about his father, who gave his blood, sweat, and tears to make him the man he is today. He spent the last three years proving that he deserves to be a superstar. He is pleased to say he's the new North American champion. He's going to take the title to the moon. Then, all of a sudden, Solo Sequoia walks down to the ring. He congratulates Cameron Grimes, talks about, you know... An actual, real second-generation star. Well, third or fourth, actually. Thank you. Sequoia, Sequoia says he wants to congratulate Grimes, talks about his father and everything, and, you know, how pr- you know talking about, you know... Basically, he puts over Cameron Grimes, shows him respect. But he said, now comes the hard part. Now you gotta defend it. He said, championships run through Sequoia's bloodline. So everyone starts cheering, putting the number ones up, because as Gator mentioned while cutting me off that he is um he is part of the bloodline he's actually he's actually the the younger brother of the Usos which are Rikishi's kids just look at his face yeah no I'm saying like is Jimmy and Jay are twins and then Solo Sequoia was born so I was like yeah. which means they had twins and then his parents decided to go again and then Rikishi decided to go for a third time he put a little ass on it <laughs> I'm looking at his wife like, I, I don't know, very few women that have twins want to have kids after that. I'm like, r- way to roll the dice. So, um... Yes. So, Sequoia asks, asks for a title shot. Grimes tells Oost that he's on. The two shake hands. Grimes pulls Sequoia in close. Cameron Grimes starts smiling like, that's what I want to see. And then we find out next week it will be Cameron Grimes defending the title against Solo Sequoia. Get your thoughts. Yeah, that should be interesting. Um, two technically multi-generational stars. Um, I like, I like Solo Sequoia. I don't, what I don't like is, I don't like that they're kind of glossing over the bloodline. They're, they've got, they've got so many second generation stars here that they're, it's kind of like they're shitting on their heritage, you know, like with Ron Breaker and just let them use their family names, damn it. Holy shit. Well, Gator, that's a very good point. There are several second, uh, second generation stars but this right here as a personal humongous fan of to the moon i thought this promo was really really good even though his father wasn't like sequoia like sequoia's family but he's still part of the business i thought it was fantastic and we'll see next week sequoia against uh, um camera grimes for that title yeah and the thing about it is i i enjoyed the match and i do know they're, they're doing the bloodline thing but here here it's one of those catch 22s where you know you want to bring up their family history but at the same time they know that sometimes it can go either way like you want to mention they have they have that they're part of a her- family heritage but you also want the person to pave their own way as well like it's that blend because sometimes it can go one of two ways people will either love you because of your bloodline or hate you because of your bloodline like bloodlines can be a detriment or it can be successful and I get the best examples uh case in, one case in point Cody Rhodes yeah I have all the respect the reason I respect Cody so much is because even though he is Dusty Rhodes' son he has always had a gimmick that was unique to him. The only things that make him that, that there's only two ways you can tell he's Dusty's kid. One, the last name, and two, the lisp. 
but he doesn't do the list. But he doesn't do the list to imitate his dad. He does that because when you're around a dad who has a lisp and you're a baby, you monkey see, monkey do. You know, when you got your dad looking at your face, going, "Come on, Cody, say daddy, say daddy." Eventually, you're gonna talk just like your dad. So that fucking happens. So then, then mm-hmm. so you got Cody that way. Then you got and Zach, contain yourself. You got then you got the Charlotte route where oh, she God. is literally a one trick pony that one tr- and a cheap trick circus. Her one trick is Ric Flair, and her cheap circus is her ability, period. So she literally mimics her dad in every way. They're, the only thing original about Charlotte Flair is her fingerprint. The rest of her is phony. Now, so that's a fine line. Also, the fact that she's a Flair gets her a lot of prestige because Ric Flair is considered God to everyone in WWE. Meanwhile, you got people like Natalia and Tamina who are Fucked six ways from Sunday because Natalia is in the Hart family that doesn't have a good reputation in WWE. And you got Tamina, whose father's Jimmy Snuka, the guy who would have went to jail for third degree murder, but he had but he had Alzheimer's and died from cancer. So you got that situation going on. So sometimes thank God Marty Jannetty doesn't have a kid. Yes, thank. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. So, <laughs> God damn it. So we move on over. Are you done? Are you done? Thank you. I didn't do shit. I'm talking to Zach. Are you done? Thank you. Continue making my point, please. Where's Clem? Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, but that's the point. So I so that so sometimes they don't want to bring up the parent thing because it may go one of two ways. Because I do like seeing people make it on their own. Although eventually, I wouldn't mind seeing like if Solo Sequoia is going to bring up the bloodline. If Solo was to get called up, I wouldn't have a problem with them joining up with Roman and the Usos. I think it would make logical sense. Yeah, but you know what? You know what would make more logical sense? What his last name actually being Uso. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we, but anyway, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If he's got brothers and people are chanting Us, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, he could be. I want to forge my own path. He can. He can give the same answer that Walter gave when he changed his name to Gunter. There's logical and ways to go around it. Still stupid. Hashtag where's Clem? Yes. Okay, so on that note, we cut to the backstage area. Uh, we got Joe Gacy uh, with Harland. Gacy tells us the importance of family. If you don't have it, it will lead you to self-destruction. Then in the locker room, Draco Anthony's watching Gacy's promo. Zion Quinn walks in and tells Anthony not to watch that. Anthony tells Quinn not to tell him what to do. Quinn says Anthony needs to be taught a lesson. Okay, I don't know enough about Joe Gacy to comment here. Well, uh, this right here is once again the creepy, evil, Gacy cult-looking guy, and and then he was kind of ruining it for me, trying to act like Gacy, right? But this right here, Gator, he uh, kind of has that Charles Manson feel. And you see the big ball yeah, behind him. That's a good promo. Yeah, but... But I just, I don't, I'm not quite there where I'm like, okay, this is, I must see... T- Okay, keep watching then. Okay, I'll, I'll explain the gimmick to you. Uh, basically, Joe Gacy, his whole gimmick is he's basically a snowflake in the sense that he's very big on you know conflict resolution and this is a safe space and. He does it so fucking well. Like in the beginning, when he would he would be imagined, he would beat people and imagine wake them up, but he would pick them up and give them hugs afterwards. Like, hey, good match, good sportsmanship, even though he's a heel. Um, but he was one of those heels that's like, you know, he's a snowflake, but kind of hypocritical, which basically means he's a snowflake. Um, but he 
does like the whole like you know you know he doesn't he, he if when he wrestles he likes to do it sportsmanship wise while being condescending and it's and then he brought in Harlan so now he's kind of shifting it a little bit so it's it's good like he would always say like like if people get mad at him he would always keep his cool he never raises his voice if something if, if basically if, if Gacy wants something harmful to happen Harlan basically beats the shit out of people but Gacy's always okay. like you know he'll be like like Zion might get in his face and go better get out of my face before I whoop your ass he'll go Mr. Quinn there's no need for violence right now we can settle this like gentlemen like stuff like that that's kind of his gimmick okay. Okay. Uh, if, if that's that's the case, then that's cool. But I'm just, I'm not. I gotta get up to speed. Yes, I know. I understand completely. I'm just giving you the backstory. Now, now we're gonna get to somebody here in a minute that I think is the new fucking star in all of wrestling. But we'll get there. Okay. So on that note, we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. Uh, we have. Oh boy, here it comes. Uh, God help us all. We have Dexter Loomis with Indy Hartwell versus Duke Hudson with Persia Perot. Uh, what the fuck was this? What? What in everything God and holy? What the fuck was this? <laughs> what? This gave me indigestion. Why? Because, why? Yes, I want you to tell. I want yeah, you to explain why. Yeah, yeah. Please tell us why. Because it was professional please. wrestling. I watched two women talk about their men. One of them doesn't even talk. The other guy looks like a fucking thumb. The third man. Oh god. I don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't like it. There was a there was a fucking countout because the women were grabbing their men to keep them from going into the turnbuckle. Well, into the post for 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 why. Okay, Zach, how'd you feel about this? No, I'm not done. Oh, you're not done? Okay. Look at this entire thing. It was so bad. It was just, it was, it was <laughs> unnecessary. This show was okay. And then this shit happens. <laughs> My whole heart. <laughs> there is no God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having heart palpitations. Just think about this bullshit. I don't have the words to form a sentence with how fucking mad I am about what is happening to Vinny and I's business. <laughs> Vinny? I'm all done. There is no God. Gator, why are you discomfort? <laughs> Because they shit on my business. They shit in the mouth of everybody before them. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Gator, do you have anything else to add? They shit in my mouth. There is no God. Well, Gator is right. There is no God in this match. I didn't like it. There is it, no was, God. <laughs> it was this bullshit. It was a count out. It was crappy. I, I move it on. All right. Um, okay. Well, I'm having heart competitions. Okay. All right. So, are you done? Are you done? What was this? No, we're not moving on. I haven't said shit about this match yet. I'm waiting for Gator to stop crying. I'm waiting for you to calm your tits, and then I can talk. Now, overall, I thought, up until the finish, this was a good match. I thought both these guys worked very well. Dexter Loomis and Duke Hudson both have great chemistry in the ring. Now, granted, the double countout was stupid. The ending was very dumb. But from a match standpoint, it was dumb. From a story standpoint, I see where they're going with this. It's kind of like, and this is the best way to describe it. It's like that Bride Wars movie with um, Anne Hathaway and that other chick. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Kate Hudson. Yeah, it was Kate Hudson. It's like they're feuding back and forth to like have the best wedding and their grooms are kind of caught 
plot in the middle of this, and they're both just kind of sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, that's pretty much what this is about. Like, my guy is better than your guy, and they're making these two guys fight each other for a fight that the girls, because they secretly hate each other, but the guys, I'll bet, really don't. Or it's like that episode of Tales from the Crypt where they had the two guys that were MMA, that were, like, professional martial arts fighters, and the girls, like, retired, and their guys were making the money, and the girls were basically raggedy bitches who hate each other, but the guys don't really hate each other. So I think eventually, this is going to trickle down to Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada just beating the shit out of each other. So they're basically using their guys to have a fight. At some point, Dexter and Duke are going to be like, you know what? You bitches are raggedy. We're getting the fuck up out of here. You two go fight. That's where I see this. That's where I see this storyline going. And on that note, we are going to move on to the next segment here. We cut backstage. We got Barthel going nuts over what Eichner did tonight. Gunther tells Barthel that Aker doesn't matter. And Barthel doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is his title match with Breaker tonight. He's going to restore order to NXT. This was good. I enjoyed this. It, you know, it tells you right there who is the leader of Imperium. It really puts the, it puts the specificities on, okay, this is a big deal for Gunter. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I enjoy this right here. Maybe Imperium, the tag team, is done with, but Gunter ain't. But Gator, you are right. It just shows that Gunter ain't. Walter is the leader of that middle uh, fraction. Well, here's, here's how I look at this. I see one of two possibilities. One, Eichner gets kicked out of Imperium. Or two, Eichner and Barthel both get kicked out of Imperium and they end up fighting each other. Like if like if they like if they play a role in like if their bickering causes Gunter to lose a lot, that could cause him to just get rid of the both of them and go out on his own. But I definitely see Eichner and Barthel breaking up in some capacity. Whether Barthel stays in Imperium or not, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Eichner's out. But what pisses me off is you don't have a lot of great tag teams in NXT and you're about to break up one of the best. And I'm gonna be honest, brutally honest, and you guys can agree or disagree. I don't think Eichner can make it on his own. I'll agree with you on that. Same here. I don't think any, both of those guys can make it on their own. All right there, gentlemen. Anything else you guys have to say about this? I'm re- now I'm ready to move on. Gator? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So the next match of the evening we got for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai defend the titles against Toxic Attraction. Oh, it- God. May I first start this with saying I don't like women's wrestling. That being said, this was okay as a tag match until until that finish. Second why is that bitch wearing pajamas? <laughs> I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. I, I still don't. I still don't understand it. Vinny has tried to explain it to me. Zach has tried to explain it to me. I think it is some hokey comedy bullshit. So I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get into it. But why is that bitch wearing pajamas? All right, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Boochcast. If you can explain why Wendy is wearing pajamas, please message us at boochcast365 at gmail.com. Just send well, us an email. I get the psychology of it. I still just don't like it because it's, it's just ridiculous. That's all you got to say. But yeah. you keep asking why she's wearing pajamas, and I answered the question many, many times. So, so you can just say you don't like it. Not right. But I did not like this. Why did they do this? Did it just going to a 24-hour reign with the tag team tires, how hard, even though it was just a pre-show? But once again, toxic traction. One, two, say it with me, folks. 
Lazy Booking. You guys suck. Maybe Ryan. What? What's a bitch wearing pajamas? Let me do this one. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Gator, listen very, very carefully because this is the last fucking time I'm going to make explain this to you. It works. It's part of the gimmick. She's over with the crowd. It may be comedic, but once you see her in the ring for her size, she doesn't have any choice to do the high flyer shit. So stop asking why she's in pajamas because just after this, we're moving on to the next segment here. Okay. All right, here we go. Vinny? I just need to add, I need one. Here's a question I need answered. Who did Raquel and Dakota piss off backstage? Did, That's a question. Is it, is, I need to, I, like, like, Bruce, like, I don't know. Did they, like, like Stephanie, did, did they have a three-way with Triple H? Um, did, did they blow Vince McMahon in his office? Um, did, did they, did they, did they do anything obscure? What did these women do to deserve the disrespect that they are constantly shown? These women are two-time women's tag team champions, and their reigns have been cut short both fucking times. And no one has been able to give a logical reason why these two don't deserve a long-ass title run when they are insanely over, insanely popular, and as far as tag teams go, they're true dominance. They were when they first won them. They were the first ever women's tag team champions, and then later on that night, what do they do? They drop, they make them drop the belts to fucking Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Then they cause some crazy-ass breakup. Now they get back together. They win the belt at Stand and Deliver. You come to the following NXT, and you give them right back to Toxic Attraction. What the fuck was the point? Women's wrestling. There's no point. No point. You should have just get. You might as well just let Toxic Detraction win at Stand and Deliver. This is stupid. This is pointless. It does nothing to benefit the women's division in any way, shape, or form. It does nothing. Because now it looks like they're trying to build something else. We'll get to that in a moment. But really, they did fucking nothing. This was fucking stupid. It was retarded. And it did nothing to benefit this show. Worst moment of the night and a disappointment. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Raquel and Dakota are all elite within the next year. I wouldn't shock me at all. Now, are they building to Wendy Chu, the bitch in the pajamas, and the real ladies champion, the hottest woman there ever is, Mandy Rose? I don't know. But at this point, I'm so pissed off. Yeah. I'd give her the belt at this yeah, point. I'm, I'm that pissed. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, but I can see. What I'm saying is, is I can see that going in that direction, even though the bitch in pajamas and I'm not cool with that but uh, that's just a personal preference for me because I like I think people should wear gear yes I know oh I know you know it's uh, Ricky Cornet, sir thank you so anyway um, after this fiasco we cut to the backstage area again with Joe Gacy who's back with Harlan giving a speech about chaos he says if you aren't careful it will destroy you yeah again I like Joe Gacy with the promos and stuff but I'm still not it's not clicking with me yet okay. does that make sense Yes. I agree with you, Gator. Let's right here once again. This one was a little more. This one, the first one was nicer. This one was a little bit more, uh, you know, serious. But I enjoyed it. And there, yeah, really. But all I have to say. Yeah. Overall, I'm I'm liking the game. I don't. I didn't quite understand why they're giving him a second time to cut promos. What the fuck is he doing? Like. Even I'm at a point where this isn't making sense. Agreed. And then on that note, we cut to the uh, the made man ceremony. Uh, AJ Galante introduces Tony D'Angelo. D'Angelo gloats 
about beating Tommaso Ciampa. Volante leads D'Angelo through his vows of becoming the Don. And Claudia gives D'Angelo a ring to signify his ascension. So they basically make him take the oath of the Don. And now he's officially the Don of NXT. I fucking love Tony D'Angelo. Oh my god. This kid is a star. Push him to the fucking moon. To the moon. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> to the moon. It just, oh my god. The promo with this kid, the gimmick is great. I, I love the whole made, you know, the, the whole made man ceremony that they did. It was perfect. Fucking perfect. The only thing that I wasn't digging was these fucking marks being obnoxious. Yeah. But they've been doing that the whole night, so whatever. But I do like I do like the fact that, you know, AJ and Tony are heels. And AJ turned right to him and said, shut the fuck up. So it works. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed this very, very highly. As soon as you walked out and I heard the music from Tony D, I was thinking about you, Gator, and Vinny. I'm going like, this right is perfect because you are right, Gator. This guy's, this kid's got a, yeah, he's got future here in the uh, NXT, and I thought it was fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. That's all I have to say about this. So, Vinny, go ahead. You know how strong they just made him right now? And here we go. Mm-hmm. Now, he's a made guy. You know what that means? What? Mm-hmm. Nobody can touch him. He is now untouchable in NXT. I thought this was I thought this was fantastic. I love that he is he goes as deep as he can with the Italian gimmick. I love it. The Don, the May guy, everything. Like this is two Italian ceremony. Like you break your vows, you get you end up in a casket. Like they give him the whole nine yards. Like mm-hmm. everything they would take if you were really a mob boss and being a Don, that's the rules that come with it when you're made. When you're a made guy. Yeah. Uh mad one other thing. What's that? Tony needs a stable. Uh, I, I would like that. Him in a stable, yeah. Tony yeah. needs a stable. He needs the he needs the D'Angelo family. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Um, he needs the D'Angelo family and he's D- Don Don Tony. Don Tony D'Angelo. Don Tony D'Angelo of the of the of the famous D'Angelo family. No, Zach, Zach disagrees with this, but if this, if this is done well, no. think of think of how great this could be. You could have a tag team, another singles guy, and Tony running for the for the main title. Or you have a woman. Bring a woman in there. I, I don't think that would be a good thing, but... Of course you wouldn't. Hey, I don't care. Bring it. Come on. Come on here, sweetheart. You want to stand with the best? You want to you wanna join the fucking best? This is where you do it, right here. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, no. Hey, put that, hey, don't. Don't take sides against the family. See, there's so much shit you can do with that. Okay, don't take sides against the family now. I'll be sure to get you all as guys as can to ravioli from Chef Bar yeah. RD. And you can, hey. and you can really, you can really do a lot with this because you can have the dynamics of if somebody rats on the family or something happens and they have to, you know, he has to give them a little kiss. Yeah, he, he did that when he when he low blowed Tommaso. Yeah, make them make the hits. You know, this is this could be some real god. Godfather shit they could do with it. Oh yeah, do the cement shoes, everything. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm telling you, the the, the D'Angelo family, they need to get on. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. I would love every second of that. Mm-hmm. If they do it right. If they, they do, it, do right. it right. Yes, that's the key. So then um, backstage, we see uh, MS Gay, I mean K, uh, yeah. back there. And basically, they start talking about random shit, winning the tag belts, uh, you know, as, as Zach gets frustrated, and so was I. Then, of course, Grayson Waller and Sanja comes out, and they end up challenging MSK to a tag team title match that we're going to see next week on NXT. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of them. Which one? 
the MSK. I'm not a I'm not a fan of them. Join the club. Uh, I, I saw them during Stand and Deliver, and I wanted to throw them. Uh, all new and me and Vinny both. I was forewarned. Thank you, Vinny. Yes, I told him. He said, "Is there anything about this match that's going to make me want to throw things?" I said, "Yeah, MSK." MSK. <laughs> yeah, because we all know I'm the traditional savage. Yes, but I and I I, I told him I said, "Look, you're going to hate MSK as much as I do, but the Creed Brothers and Imperium are going to be worth it." And I and was I right on that too? You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I, I with I'm with you guys. I can't stand MSK. Uh, um, I don't know why they're out loud out of their cages or off their leashes. So anyways, let's uh, move on Because if I start, I won't shut the fuck up um, I just hope I've never wanted Grayson Waller to win a belt so badly in my life Is all I'm going to say So badly in my life Can we, can we just mass sidetrack for a sec? What? That fucking, fuck that bump that he took at Band and Deliver <laughs> Fuck that bump The elbow drop Yeah, you mean? yeah, we all saw that We were God, like, he took that, that wasn't even a damn elbow drop He took that all fucking shoulder Yeah, that was definitely a funk, a fuck that bump moment it was definitely a oh, funk the bunk moment God. yes and on that note we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening we have lash legend versus nikita lions kidding moving on uh i, I, I did not even, think i don't even know what this i don't even know what this was but i give it but i give it two d's okay Benny. For, you know for for nikita because she has two d's yes I, I know what he was saying two d's I, I i got it i got it yeah um, yeah, that was the only reason to watch it. I, th- I actually enjoyed this. Uh, finally, it was a ma- It wasn't a uh, a no, a. Uh... A quick match for uh, Nikita. I thought it was great. It was physical between two that has been they've been building pro ups and there was a good uh last lesson brought the heat and the alliance being the uh baby face and it ended perfectly and that finishing move Nikita line does is absolutely wonderful. Sorry, Gator. I like this match. I enjoyed the hell out of this. Same. Both these girls are badass bitches, and we need more badass bitches in this women's division. They are women that look like they can whoop ass we already know they can talk it because lash is great on the mic and so is nikita and we like i said in a valley full of twigs it's nice to see some big ass branches okay that's what i like to see these girls are badass and they look like they actually could whoop somebody's ass and be believable and uh all i can say is um i hope cameron was watching this match And I love the fact that both of you knew where I was going with that, and I don't even have to have to explain it. But uh, but for the listeners out there that are wondering what the fuck am I talking about, Nikita hit a split leg drop on Lash Legend. The ref counted one, two, three, and she was laying on her back. <laughs> Which, by the way, Cameron, that's how you're supposed to fucking do it. Because ye- yes. years ago when Cameron was wrestling, I can't remember who the opponent was. She did a split leg drop. The girl was, the opponent was laying on her stomach and she looks over the referee and points to him to pin. And the ref's looking at her like, um, she's on her stomach, stupid. I mean, it's still the first time everybody's fucked up in between her legs anyway. <laughs> That's the most embarrassing thing I've seen a woman do since Snooki ran down the boardwalk going, where's the beach? And the beach is right next to 
before. No, that's not the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen a woman do. There once was a girl named Priscilla Kelly. <laughs> that, 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 no, no. No, I'm not allowed to tell us. No, no, we, no, no. There was a tampon. <laughs> oh, that was a tampon spot? That's where I was going with this. Okay, well, I didn't know. I, I didn't know if you knew something else. We're not going to, we don't there hate There once on... was a girl named, named Priscilla Kelly. Yes. Who did a tampon spot that was god-awful and atrocious. I got what she was trying to do, but that was the most embarrassing thing I ever saw a woman do in the wrestling room. Yeah, I've seen worse. Uh, and then, um, so next we see the Don. Yeah. So next we see the Don. And he's heading out to his, uh, getting in the limousine. He's about ready to go out and go celebrate, you know? Go out to a nice little, nice little restaurant, have some wine, some pasta, you know, just yeah. gonna enjoy the celebration, you know? Then all of a sudden, out comes this, uh, Fugazi, uh, Santos Escobar, comes out, congratulates the Don on all his success, and then basically tries to give him some advice like stay out of his business although some although someone should have told this mama luke you don't fuck with a don like that you're crossing a line you don't want to cross because once you do they get put down that's just the way it fucking goes gator how'd you feel about this anything like i said anything with tony d'angelo is fucking money uh yeah i enjoy this as well and uh why do we have to have a uh Jeff Bardee thing here. But anyways, that's not the point. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It was wonderful. Hopefully, these two guys can make it past. They don't get too fat over eating too much pasta, cannolis, and all that other uh, great stuff that you Italians can't seem to stop eating. But anyways. Hey, you just, hey, you're just jealous because all your dinner's boiled. So anyway, we move on here. <laughs> But one thing I will say before we move on is, we, you know, Gator was talking earlier, you know, Don needs to have the D'Angelo family. Well, now we got the uh, Legati, Legato, whatever the fuck their names are, challenging over here. He may need a family just to combat these these four guys. He's a butler. <laughs> I think he's already got one. Oh, you can drive the car. You could be Vincenzo the, the, the chauffeur. Vincenzo the surfer. BTC? By the way, it's going to be another story on a future variety show, so stay tuned for that. But, uh, which, 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 by the way, I should be there for that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see it. We'll see. What? You're in the business. I'm in the business. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, right now. I, I'm in the business. You're in the business. You, you already said that. Thank you. I said we'll talk about it later. Can we get to the main event now? Yeah, thank, thank you very much. All right. So now we move on to the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker defends the title against Gunter. Okay, this was this was good. I wish it had a little more time, but I understand TV constraint. But good God, Gunter was stiff as a motherfucker with them chops. And and that's that's the great thing about Gunter. He looks stiff as shit. But I bet I bet he's soft as a fucking baby's ass. Cause he just looks he looks so fucking good, man. He's so good, so fucking good. Great match, man. Great match. The the ending was a little blue, but it was it it was good. I enjoyed it. All right, Zach. Uh, I agree, gentlemen. It was fantastic. Once again, a good start to some people, and a good and a and a, a good finish. It was and uh, Breaker's a lot stronger than I thought he was. He picked up Gunther, which how much does he outweigh by what by at least by what 20, 30 pounds? Just about. And he picked him over his head and slammed that man. And finally, a good finish. I thought it was fantastic. The physicality of it too, and it was not the spot monkey. Sir. X bullshit as you see. Fuck off, Des. 
anything, but I thought it was actually fantastic. Okay. Oh my god, we're turning Zach. We are. It's 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 insane. Um, but anyway, um, solid main event, and that's the thing about NXT, and that's the one thing you can always count on with NXT. There's it's, there's been rarities where it hasn't happened, but for the most part, every main event is solid. Every main event is solid as far as delivering on a match, and these two are amazing. They're two they're future stars of NXT, and if the main roster doesn't fuck them up, they'll be future stars up there too. Um, it's very entertaining. Both these guys know both these guys did very well. Uh, Braun Breaker um, definitely looked good in this match because Gunter has a lot of experience, so he was very much able to dictate the pacing of the match and help Braun Breaker out. Because as we mentioned before, he's great, but he's still very green. I don't know, Gator. Do you think would you when you see Braun Breaker? Do you think he's green? I think I think Braun. I think the biggest thing with Braun is is Braun needs higher level opponents that will work with him and run him through. Because here's the thing that people don't understand: it is a heel's job to call the match, unless unless the babyface is more experienced. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, the heel calls the match. And from what I've delved into into looking into. Walter Gunter in his past. You know, he's been working for fucking ever in Britain, though, you know, it's it's one of those things where he is he is literally a fucking ring general. Like, that's not a title that you just throw on him, that he is. So, I'm I'm very, how do I say this? It was good to have these guys work each other, because he could, he could show Braun how to be, how to work like his fucking uncle. Yeah, or even his dad for that matter. True. 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 Or even his dad for that matter. Well, well, specifically his uncle, because his uncle works stiff as a motherfucker. So those guys started, I don't know if you started watching some of the blows, but they started working a little stiff. Well, yeah. Well, Gunter's always been stiff. He's well, very... Gunter's stiffer than a fucking wedding dick. But, yes. but what I'm saying is, is he was teaching Braun to work stiff, which is nice, because Braun's style, if he's going to work like his uncle, because specifically his uncle was fucking stiffer than shit. Yes. You know, he was stiffer than a dead body. So, like I said, great shit, man. Yeah. I just... I just hope I just hope that, that he's still green. Yes. But the untapped raw talent that is Braun Breaker, if he continues to get nurtured, it's like a baby. If you continue to give it the right shit, the baby will grow up. Yes. And he definitely has a solid future. And again, again, back and forth, big man wrestling the right way. Uh, a few splashes here and there, but everything was timed perfectly, which is why, you know, it's like, like some people say, like, you know, someone, some nine times out of ten, somebody will splash out the top row, do something, and everybody go, uh, Boots, you're probably going to hate that part of the match. I'm like, no, I'm not. He goes, why? He goes, because I saw a high spot in a match instead of the match before, which had high spots instead of matches. Well, the, the whole match was a high spot. That's difference there's a high the difference between having a high spot in a match and a high spot instead of a match yeah that's yeah it. i'm not even i'm not even against it either honestly see i don't mind i don't mind if you go to the top rope as long as it's not you're not going up there to be just flashy yeah you got a reason as behind long it. as it looks like it's gonna hurt yeah and you're doing it in in the idea of i'm going up there to finish my opponent i'm going up there to make the motherfucker hurt you know and that's what he was doing he did that splash with an intent to win braun kicked out and then eventually uh he was able to hit the press power slam get the win braun breaker is still the nxt champion and then we may, may i add one thing before we go to the, the afterbirth here yes one more thing like Vinny said this was big man wrestling 
thing done right. You got to remember, there's been a lot of times we've had big man wrestling where it just turned into a fucking hoss fight. Yes, absolutely. So it wasn't just a fucking clunky big guy just like, oh, you know? Exactly. So, so, so then, yes, yeah, so then we get to this. And then afterwards, um, as Braun Breaker is celebrating in the ring, all of a sudden we look up and uh, we see his dad is uh, over there. The, uh, the dog face retard, I mean, Gremlin, uh, Rick Steiner. Uh, is up there, and um, he's tied up, and he's uh, in a jail cell, which um don't really know how to feel about that. But uh, next thing you know, uh, Joe Gacy basically you know says that he was talking about you know, hey, you know, warns you about family and everything else, and you know, let's see if we can teach this old dog some new tricks, you know, like uh, being nice to hotel staff. I mean, uh, you know. You know, just, just like, like, I'm sorry. I said that part out loud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, but he said so. And then, of course, the show goes off the air because, um, why the fuck not? You know, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's just say, hey, we have Rick Steiner locked in a cage. Tune in next week. What the fuck? Tune in next week. We'll be in here a week. What is this? What is this? Same bat time, same bat channel? Like, what the fuck? You don't end the show with someone locked in a cage. Well, that's like that's like what back in the '90s when Austin broke into Pillman's house and he had a fucking gun. And they just shut the shit off. And they just shut the sh- went to fucking commercial. Yeah, or like what? Why? And they had to show the rest because it was like it was it was too graphic for TV or whatever. But this is just like okay, because we're supposed to believe that wrestling it is is real. Is real. Even though we know it's a work, we know all that already, you're supposed to believe in what you're seeing. So I'm supposed to believe that for seven days, he's going to be locked inside this little shark cage, and he doesn't get out. It puts the lotion on the skin. That's pretty much what we're getting here. And it rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> but this right here, I like like Vinny got a pause on Gacy perfect moment. Let's look at that look pause it. Yeah, I know. He's got like the he's got a demented look on his face and he's wondering what they're gonna do to Rick Steiner and I, they didn't need to do this right here. I was like, the, uh, No, they're gonna give him the hose. No, here's the thing. This is the shit you do at the beginning of the show, not the end. You don't do this at the end. Or if you're gonna do something at the end. And it's a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger. Can I tell you who this reminds me of? Who? Mr. Budrelli. It's not his fault. It's shit stained. You think shit stains behind this? It's shit stained. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Why would he? Because it's it, because it's stupid and ridiculous. And Gator thinks anything that is stupid and ridiculous involves Vince Russo. Mr. Budrelli. It's not his fault. It's shit stained. Okay. So. It's shit stained. You're right. So, I'm looking at this, and I just don't, it's, this is dumb. Like, this is the type of shit where, if you're gonna do something with Rick Steiner at the end, do something where, like, he's bleeding, you know? Harlan beats the hell out of Rick Steiner, and he's laying there in blood, and Gacy's kind of shit staring at him and everything, and then R- Braun Breaker yeah, comes, no more. yeah, Braun Breaker comes running out, or he's unconscious, whatever, and he comes running out, and then Braun tends to his dad, and, you know, and then Harlan and Gacy, you know, walk out of the build, walk out of the building, and then, um, you know, and then he, uh, and then, and then afterwards, Braun can pick up his dad, put him in the car, and take him to the Super 8 because I got kicked out of the Omni. So, you know, just figure out different ways of going about this. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's different ways you could do this. You know what I mean? And I thought this was dumb. 
Like you just, but I'm just saying like he's, I, I, I'm supposed to believe he just stays in the cage. Is there going to be an NXT exclusive where he goes there, they run away and he unlocks the cage and gets his dad out? Or is his dad going to come out of retirement? We're going to see a father-son tag match against Gacy and Harland, or are we going to see? No, no, no if you're going to see anything, it's going to be uncle, nephew. Yeah, because Scott, because Scott still wrestles. Rick, I don't Scott see him wrestling works. much, but Scott Steiner still works. He still, he still works matches in the ring, so. But. But me shit will turn purple and I will be eating whatever. I don't know. Do the, do the bit. Gator will believe that when it's... Oh, oh no, no, no. Here's it. Me should be ready. I believe that when me shit turns purple and smells like rainbow sherbet. Thank you. All right. No problem. Okay. So... I guess uh, that'll wrap up uh, this week's uh, recap of NXT. Uh, Gator, thanks so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to join us this week. Thanks for being a special yeah, guest. It's no problem, but I, I still I still have one thing left to say. What's that? Mr. Bidgeretta, it wasn't his fault. It was shit's name. Thank you. And of course, Zach, as always, I appreciate you taking time to join us here. Look forward to having you back on later on. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. You can still check out the male soap opera moment with myself and the Wens. Here are our predictions for WrestleMania 38. Find out who was right, who was wrong. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we got some great YouTube content up there, and uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified for when the new content will be dropping because it will be dropping soon. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch parties to me, everything goes to plan, will be Saturday, July 30th for WWE SummerSlam. I know we got SummerSlam going on, so uh, although I, I, there's a good chance I may or may not be in Tampa that weekend, so either uh, I might do something down there in Tampa or I might have the team do it provided they get their shit together this go-around. Uh, maybe we can figure that out. Then and, um, of course, we got our D&D show coming later this year. Make sure you guys check that out. And, of course, the Boochcast booking battle between myself and Elvis Delinsky to find out between which one of us is the better booker man. Find out later oh, we're on. Gonna play a booking uh, no, we're playing 2K 2022. Fuck your simulator. And we're going to be... But Mr. Bugirelli, you, you, were, you were fucking Tory Wilson. Yes, thank you. But still, not doing it. So, make sure you guys find out who the better booker man is on Twitch.tv slash the Boochcast. And of course, make sure you guys support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. Our first level you can donate at is for 99 cents per month. This is for fans who want to help out but don't want to break the bank. We know uh, some of you guys have our hardworking men and women out there. You got bills to pay. You got mouths to feed. All that stuff. And the last thing we would ever ask our fans to do is break the bank, sacrifice a payment, or feel guilt-tripped into having to donate money to us. If the best you can do is listen to the show and share the links to everyone you know, then you are doing us a service and we appreciate it. But if you still want to put a little skin in the game, that's where the 99 cents comes in. Why? Because only 99 cents. And y'all ain't gonna y'all ain't gonna miss it. It's not gonna hurt you guys that much. But it helps us out a great deal because every little bit helps us to keep this show thriving. But if you want to donate a little extra money, we got a second level you can donate at for $4.99 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there are fans of the Peacock, so don't give 
them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. Then we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WB Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. Send $9.99. Bring it on over here. We got better content than that. We're going to unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now, all the money we raise for this show goes back into the show in some capacity. That's what we do with this money. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of the money to feed this uh, skinny gentleman over here, ramen noodles, and, and we try... <laughs> We are trying, folks. We're, I swear to God, we try. I swear to God, in the name of all that is holy, we are trying our best to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. And as always, folks, remember to always to tip your waitress. And I'm the Gator, and I'll see you later. Yeah. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs> <laughs>